there's nothing like finishing something. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing like completing a task. Like maybe it's a house project where you lay down the last few like pieces of wood at the house and you get it all done. You're like, wow, the feeling of accomplishment. Or maybe for some of you, you like doing puzzles. I've never really gotten into them, but like, you know, you do a thousand piece puzzle and people tell me like the, the joy of getting that last piece to go where it is. Or, or, or maybe you've been just trying to eat right, trying to find that perfect number that you've been wanting on the scale and you finally get there and you're like, you feel that sense of accomplishment, or, or, or maybe you've been just, you know, working out in the gym, getting your muscles big, and you kind of, you know, you're just starting to, like, get those gains, and you finally get to the number on the squat that you've been just really, really wanting, and you were just like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot, I put a, I didn't mean to put Maki's picture up there, but, man, Maki's just been really kicking it, man. Way to go, Maki, way to go. Anyways, uh, he'll kill me later for that. But, uh, or, you know, for me, it's about finishing a song. Like, I mean, when I like write a song and get the lyrics and the melody and then record it and then the mix and that, that final, like listen through that final mix down is just, oh, it's just such an amazing feeling. Or maybe when you've uh, paid off a credit card debt or, uh, you know, you, 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 you pay off your school loans or you pay off your kids' school loans and it's like, freedom, and you're just so excited about that. Or, or, or maybe it's taxes, uh, you know, getting with taxes and finally have to, you know, finish your taxes. I got to do that next week. I'm not really looking forward to that. Or, or what about the last day of school? You know that feeling when you turn in that project, you turn in that last assignment. Remember when you were a kid and school's out for summer, yo, and you're just like, celebrate good times, come on. It's just like people are just so excited, that feeling of accomplishment. So I think you get the idea. That's where we're heading today as we dive into part six of our seven-week series called Last Words, as we talk about the significance of last words and the meaning of it. And so we've been looking at the last few utterances of Jesus and his last words, been exploring his great words as he was doing his great work on the cross. And so here's these seven words that we've been looking at. Uh, We've been looking at these seven specific words. And what's going to happen is, is on Good Friday, which if you're watching online, sorry, it's not going to be online. So you'll have to come in person for that. But we're going to finish off with Father into your hands, I commit my spirit. But today we'll close out this series for Sundays with this one. It is finished. It is finished is the sixth utterance of Jesus. And uh, our hope has been this whole time that we will use these seven last words to have an impacting, lasting effect in our lives and prepare us for Easter Sunday, which is coming up next Sunday, which we are so excited about. And so before we celebrate life, you know, we need to slow down and focus on his death and that meaning. And so today, as we investigate this phrase, it is finished, uh, we're going to see exactly what was finished what was accomplished, and we're also going to see how of all the different statements that we have here, this one right here, it is finished, is the one that we need to constantly be speaking over our lives in repetition over and over and over again and remind us that it is finished. But before we do, I want to pray for you, and then we'll dive in. Father, thank you for getting us here together online, wherever we're watching, wherever we're listening. God, I just ask that your word would just speak to us and it would pop off the pages in a powerful way. Control my pace and my speech. I pray this in the power of your son's name, Jesus. Amen.
Well, hey, if you have a copy of the scriptures, I want you to open it up to the book of John. The book of John, we're going to be in chapter 19. Now, again, as always, we need to remember that we are peering in on a scene that is both horrific, that is both brutal and beautiful all at the same time. This is uh, Jesus has been suffering through an execution, through a crucifixion for the last six hours hours of agony, of struggle. Every stinking breath that he would take was a struggle as he was hanging on the cross, nearing the end. So may we never read these parts of scripture flippantly or casually. And so we'll begin here at John chapter 19, starting in verse 28. It says this, after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And if you were here or listened last week, we talked about this idea of that last word of I thirst. We saw how it showed off his divinity, but not only because of he fulfilled over 300 uh, prophecies, and, and we saw that he was finishing that with the I thirst statement, but it also showed us his humanity when he said, I thirst, reminding us that he became thirsty physically to quench our spiritual thirst. But it's also possible that he asked for that drink, that refreshment, so that he could actually get these final words out of his mouth that we read right here. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Now notice, Jesus said, it is finished. Jesus said, it is finished, not I am finished. Jesus said, it is finished, not I am finished. Now Jesus said a lot of different I am statements. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the vine. I am the resurrection. In fact, he just called himself I am at one point, declaring that he truly was the great I am Yahweh. But he never declared I am finished. That wasn't out of his speech. That wasn't one of his statements of I am finished. This was not Jesus saying, oh, I guess it's finished. He wasn't moping around here. This wasn't a cry of defeat. This wasn't just an announcement of his imminent death coming. This three-word English statement that is finished was an actual one Greek word called tetelestai. Wherever you're at, just say it with me, tetelestai. And this one Greek word, tetelestai, which means it is finished, is packed with so much meaning. This word was used many different times to not convey, convey defeat, but it was saying, it was declaring that mission accomplished, baby. Mission accomplished. In the first century, this word was used often when servants would be given an assignment by their master, and after they would finish their assignment, they would go up to their master and say, to tell us, die, it is finished. Uh, it was also used with merchants when uh, people had debts and they finally were able to pay off of their loan. The, 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 the merchant would grab the note that, where the loan and the debt was and they would stamp it and say, to Telestai, it is finished. John 17, 4 tells us this, it reminds us of this. Check this out. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished, to Telestai, the work that you gave me to do. 
And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Accomplished. To tell us, die. There's victory. There's triumph. He is perfected work on the cross was now being satisfied, was now in completion. He was faithful with completing his assignment, which also made me just think of this amazing portion of scripture that Paul tells us in the book of Philippians. He says this, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to to telestai, completion at the day of Jesus Christ. To telestai, completion. And so, my friend, when you feel like you're doubting, when you feel like you've lost hope, when you, when you feel like you're beat up again because of your failure of your sin that you hate, that you keep going back to, when you feel like you're just a lost cause, and I know whoever's listening or watching, there's some of you that feel like that. You feel like, I'm never going to get out of this hole. I'm never going to conquer this thing. It's always going to be like this. I'm never going to get over this. I'm just always going to keep running back to my old ways. Remember this. You are not a lost cause. Oh, remember that the one who is faithful to complete his work on the cross is faithful to complete his work in you. It is finished to tell us that we are all a work in progress. You are not finished. Just like Jesus was on the cross, he wasn't saying, I am finished. And in the same way, you are not finished either. Jesus said, it is finished, but what is the it? What is the it that he is talking about? What was being finished? What was being finished was the separation between God and man. What was being accomplished, what was being decimated was the separation between God and man. Final atonement was literally being sealed. What is atonement? Atonement is an old English word that would take something that was separate and then bring it together. I remember growing up as a kid and trying to learn what this word atonement was. And when you would separate the word like this, you would realize that the word actually wasn't separated. And you would just kind of say, at one meant with God. At one meant with God. Because of your sin, we know this, we've been separated from God. Our unity with him was broken. For thousands of years, we as humans would try to appease and make it right with God. For many years, they would use lambs and goats as sacrifices, but the blood of the animals was only temporary. It was never final. Lambs just delayed the inevitable. So God made it permanent with the sacrifice of Jesus. The only way for our separation to be erased was God himself becoming the perfect offering, the perfect sacrifice. But how could God die? That doesn't make any sense, right? How could a spirit, because if God is a spirit, how could a spirit die? That is why the incarnation of Jesus took place. The son of man born in Bethlehem. The only begotten, only one of its kind, John 1.14 reminds us of this truth. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father full of grace and truth. I love how the message translation talks about the idea of how the word became flesh and bone. Kind of, in a sense, moved into the neighborhood. Jesus got his heavenly assignment and he was ready to fulfill it. He was on a journey, he was on a process, and for 33 years he lived a perfect life, fulfilled the sacrifice, and it wasn't just like any sacrifice, it was the sacrifice that Tetelestai paid the debt in full. And what did he do? He broke the long, broken record journey of sinning, sacrificing, 
hoping satisfaction. Sinning, sacrificing, hopefully satisfying. Sinning, sacrificing, hopefully satisfying. Over and over again, that rhythm was now broken to telestai. Jesus paid it in full. However, sadly, people think that they can pay their own debt. Maybe if you're listening, you think you could pay your own sin debt. Like you think like in the end uh, that God in a sense would almost change the rules with you. That if you kind of work enough and that if you, if that God will kind of reduce the debt based on your good deeds and you know, if I'm close enough, I'll be fine. God will just bend the curve with me. And I just wanna remind you that God in the end will not bend the curve with you. God will not change the rules with you. That's not, I mean, maybe you think, well, that doesn't sound like a good God, but in fact, it is a good God because God has set the standard not about your good deeds, but he has set the standard through your belief in him. All who call upon the name of the Lord and believe in their heart, not behave with their heart, but believe in their heart that Jesus is Lord will be saved. And to me, that sounds like a pretty good God who no longer has us jumping through a bunch of hoops wondering if it's a guessing game, if we're really been, have had atonement with him. You can't reach God on your own. The separation is just too far. Come on, you know this. You can't, you, you, it's just like you, you couldn't swim across the ocean without assistance. It's just impossible. You can't jump across the Grand Canyon. It's just impossible. It's too far. And the same thing is from earth to heaven, it's just way too far. You need assistance. You need help. And only Jesus can take you there. We all must get to the point where we declare spiritual bankruptcy and we realize that there's no way on my own I can get out of this hole. I'm throwing on the towel, I'm lowering my pride, and I'm believing in Jesus to save me from my sin. Jesus says, it is finished. Jesus said, it is finished. But now you have to believe the it is for you. I have to believe that the it is for me. I used to own a landscaping company in my late teen years, and I'll never forget, I had to go to small claims court. Didn't really want to, but I was forced into it. What happened was, is uh, I, I did this job, and, and, and this guy that we did this job for was super sneaky, and it was very, very crooked, and, and, and I tried to say that, well, we only brought out this amount of yards of mulch. Instead of bringing out 60, you only brought out 40, and you said you were going to bring me two-inch trees. Well, you only, you know, he was getting the measuring stick out, trying to, like, manipulate every little thing, and then he was denying paying the bill, and he said he wasn't going to pay it. So I'm like, all right, fine, it's on. I guess I gotta go to small claims court. Again, remember, I'm 18 years old at this point. So I'm like, all right, it's on. The investigation is on. And so I got all my paperwork, got all my receipts, went to the soil source, got testimonies from them, measuring the size of their scooper, went to the nursery, got testimonies from them, talking about the, the different plants and how many of those types of plants that they actually had in the yard. I mean, you name it, I had it, it was all set. So I'll never forget, I walked into this, uh, you know, to this courtroom and I got all my information kind of laying out on the table. I'm just ready to defend my case. I'm ready to prove my innocence. I am just, I got it all ready to go. Here's all the information. Let's do this. And then the magistrate walks out and he says, case number three, four, six, blah, 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 blah. Dismissed. The defendant pled guilty, paid the fine. It's over. Case to Smith. Have a good day. Now, you would think I'd be excited 
But I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second. Like, I, I have some things I need to show you. I need some things that I need to do to make sure that, like, everything's clear. You know, like, the debt's all set. Like, wait a second. I, I got some more stuff that I need to share. I've got some more information that I share. And he's like, no, 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 case closed. Good to go. We're done. Now, as Jesus followers, in a very, very similar way, in this room or as you're listening, as Jesus followers, we can hear that statement it is finished on the cross. And we can just think of it globally for everyone else. But when it comes to us locally, we can act like by our actions that we really don't believe this. We actually start to bring in the old system of scales and we think the old system exists. That okay, if you fall and you mess up, that you're not working hard enough and I'll, if I, got, I gotta be good enough to get back into his presence. I gotta make up for the mistake. I need to make up for lost time feeling like you still have to prove something to him. And what happens is, is we put this imaginary gap between us and God that just flat out doesn't exist anymore. It is finished. Remember, it is finished. It's not about making up for something. It's about making up with someone. It is finished. It's not about making up for something. It's about making up with someone. There's no more earning the grace. Grace has been won. The old scale of system has literally been shattered. It's been destroyed by Jesus. There's no more trying to appease it. It is finished. Jesus follower, do you believe that today? Are you at peace with that? Stop living in shame. Stop living in fear. If you've put your faith in Jesus, the guessing game is over. The enemy, as I always like to say, he's the one who always likes to guilt you. The father is the one who wants to build you. Stand up in that truth. Press on towards Christ because of your faith. He will continually be sanctifying you and you are a work in progress and you will continue to mimic and look more and more like him because of your belief in him. Then works will be produced, fruit will be produced. We have to rem remember this truth because sometimes we can get this confused. You know, people can think, well, okay, well then works don't matter. No, works do matter. Works do matter. But hear me clearly. Works don't get you into heaven. But works can get you treasure in heaven. Let me say that again. Works don't get you into heaven, but works can get you treasure in heaven. Based on your faith in Jesus and the grace that we don't deserve, we receive it it is finished. It is covering us. My friend, don't just believe that for everyone else. Believe that for you. Believe that for you. Have you believed that statement over your life? When he said it is finished on the cross, he meant it. And for those who call upon the name of Jesus, he said yes for you by willingly dying on the cross. Once you say yes to Jesus, it's finished. The scales have been broken. And now work will be produced out of your life for storing up treasures in heaven. Have you allowed the it is finished statement to cover your life? Have you said yes to Jesus? Well, if you haven't, then wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, I encourage you to make today the day where you allow the it is finished statement to be done with the chase, to be done with the guessing, and let his accomplishing work in the cross cover your life right now. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, wherever you're watching, I just, I just wanna encourage you to just right now, just between you and God, make it real, just say, Father, 
I'm saying yes to you. I realize right now that uh, I'm done with the balance scale system of guessing. And I want that to be finished in my life. And so right now I trust in you to be my savior. Then just thank him. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising again for me. Right now I receive you, Jesus, into my life. As we continue to pray, my friend, wherever you're at, if you truly meant that, Your belief, not your behavior, your belief has saved you. You're no longer separated from God. You are now one with Jesus, your Savior. And nothing can ever take that from you. Nothing can take that from you. Father, thank you so much for the gift of what you have done for us on the cross. That you went through all that, knowing that it was going to happen. And you went all the way to the end until it was accomplished to bring us back in relationship with you. We're so thankful. We're so grateful to tell us, die. It is finished. Help us to continually cover that over our lives when we doubt it. Let that just, just let us be immersed this week with to tell us, die, that it is finished. We love you and we pray this in the power of your son's name. Amen. Hey, if um, you made a decision to put your faith in Jesus today, we want to encourage you, please do not walk alone. You can text the word right there on the screen, and one of our team members just wants to celebrate with you and answer any questions that you have.